Hi there, welcome to Explain This, a podcast where we try to explain complex things in simpler ways for people of all ages. I'm your host Jen Kim, and today we'll talk about Hugo and how it can make your life just a little bit happier. Let's get started. In 2016, the Collins English Dictionary awarded the word of the year to Brexit, with the runner-up being a Danish world called Hig? Hegge? Hig? H-Y-G-G-E. Oh, apparently it's called Hygge. Now, the word Hygge has taken the Western world by storm over the last decade. There are several books explaining what Hygge is, hundreds of YouTube influencers teaching you how to introduce Hygge into your life, and then there are the Danes who are quietly enjoying the Hygge as they have for centuries. So what exactly is it? And why are there so many offshoots of the words like Hygge and Hygge is it just a Danish way of saying hug? Let's start by explaining it to you like you're a five-year-old. Imagine this. It's the middle of winter. You've been out all day in the cold and your little nose is stinging and red and dripping. You get home, take a jacket off, drag yourself into the living room, and just plop yourself onto the couch. It's that super soft, velvety, cushiony sofa you like to watch your Saturday morning cartoons on. It's warm and toasty because the fireplace is crackling. There's candles lit all over the room. And look, Mr. Bigglesworth, your fluffy, fluffy cat, just came up and sat on your lap and fell asleep. Ugh. You smell freshly baked cookies in the distance. There's music in the air. The lighting is that cozy, warm yellow glow you get from a campfire. And just to top it all off, your parents and siblings come to join you in the living room. So you can enjoy some warm milk and cookies together, while you talk about the legendary game of Calvin Ball you play today. Everyone laughs, and scene. Welcome back. Now, the dictionary definition of Hugo is... <clears throat> a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being, regarded as a defining characteristic of Danish culture. But what the hell does that mean? Hugo is hard to explain because it's a feeling, an experience. That's why I prefer starting with painting the word picture of a cozy winter night. But don't worry, we'll fill in the gaps as we go on in this episode, and hopefully by the end of it all, you'll be able to recreate the feeling of Hugo in your own home. The word Hugo comes from a Norwegian word that means well-being, or to give courage, comfort, and joy, roughly speaking. There's also a theory that it shares a linguistic root with the word hug, which is very apt since a hug is very hugely. Oh, hugely is the adjective form of hugo, as in hugo-like. Now, remember that Denmark is quite far north, so they have some pretty cold, dark, long winters. So to combat this, Danish people have mastered the culture of bringing happiness and joy and coziness into their homes, to add some light and warmth to their miserable winters. It's no wonder why Denmark is often on the list of the happiest countries in the world. In his book, The Little Book of Hugo, Danish happiness researcher Mike Viking defines Hugo as being consciously cozy. It's about being together with people you love, relaxing, indulging, and good food. Most importantly, it's about being intentional with your enjoyment. Hugo is the experience of feeling cozy, safe, content, comfortable, and connected. Much like how a hug makes you feel. So, Let's delve into the cozy world of Hugo and see how we can produce more of this wonderful feeling into our world. 
All right, so we're going to break up the concept of Hugo into three different components, atmosphere, indulgence, and connections. Let's start with the simplest one, atmosphere. A common way to describe Hugo is cozy vibes. You'll see that it's not what Hugo is completely about, but it is certainly an important part. To enjoy Hugo, you need to create an environment for it first. One of the most important aspects of Hugo-less space is lighting. If you light up a room with bright, fluorescent lights like an office, you're not going to feel relaxed. You're just going to feel like you're at work or in some bright factory or a serial killer's den. Instead, you want to use softer, warmer toned lights. Instead, you want to use softer, warmer toned lights. Think fireplaces, candlelight, and bedside lamps. Fairy lights and old-school tungsten light bulbs also help create this kind of lighting. Next is furniture. A big part of Hugo is feeling cozy and comfortable. Comfy chairs, couches, and beanbags surrounded by throw cushions, pillows, blankets, and whatever fluffy thing you can find to add to the fluffy hug feeling that you'll get when you dive straight into it. Add some chill, relaxing music in the background, a pleasant aroma like baking, tea, scented candles, or diffusers, a delicious snack to please your taste buds, and maybe some decorations that make you feel soothed when you look at it like a good piece of art, then voila, you've hugoed out your five senses. The thing with Hugo is that it's hard to chill out and feel safe in your environment if your environment doesn't support it. So might as well make it easy for yourself by creating a space where you feel physically soothed and relaxed. It might be your entire bedroom, or it might be a tiny little reading nook in your living room with a patch of sunlight like a cat's nap spot. As long as you feel relaxed in that spot, it's a good environment. Also, for your reference, this kind of nook is called Hugo Krog in Danish. Of course, with enough willpower, you can feel relaxed and mindful in whatever setting you're in. But I'm a firm believer that our brain is prone to making our lives stressful and anxious, so you might as well implement as many life hacks to make it easy for yourself to unwind. And nothing says relaxation like candles, tunes, and a warm fuzzy blanket. Alright, let's move on to the next component of Hugo. Indulging. An important part of Hugo is intentional indulgence. One of the biggest things that holds us back from fully relaxing is ourselves. We tend to be pretty harsh on ourselves. Most of us are actually reasonably disciplined and will feel really guilty about indulging, whether it be eating chocolate, playing a game when we have deadlines to meet, or even just letting ourselves feel happy. So Hugo teaches us to have a break, have a Kit Kat, literally. It sounds strange because society tells us we need to cut down our procrastination and be ever more productive, but it's such an important life skill learning when it is okay to take an intentional break. So at least once a day, set some time aside where you tell yourself that you're going to intentionally treat yourself. It might involve saving a piece of cake to enjoy after coming home late at night after work, or putting your assignment aside for an hour and turning your phone off so you can read your book in peace. Whether it be food, hobbies, or hell, even the luxury of having some zone out time, be intentional about your choice to relax and unwind. Otherwise, you'll just feel burnt out and jittery while defaulting to lazy, easy time fillers like watching Netflix or doom scrolling social media. Not to say that you can't do that, but it feels so much better to actively choose to do those things rather than being passively taken over by them. There's a great scene in Scrubs where an old lady tells JD that he really ought to take five minutes to lie on the grass and stare into the blue sky. 
I think that perfectly sums up the concept of intentional leisure. Because human beings feel such a primal joy in enjoying a luxury that we cannot afford. Like that dessert while dieting, spending a little bit extra on a restaurant or a present to yourself, or taking time off when you feel time pressured. This is one of my favorite simple pleasures in life. When you take a moment to intentionally enjoy something, it amplifies how much happiness it brings you. So whether it's a short nap in the sun, wrapping yourself up in a blanket with your book, writing a journal on the couch, taking an hour off your busy day to catch up with a friend over a cup of coffee, or just catching up on some memes for 10 minutes in the break room while munching on a Kit Kat chunky bar, introduce some intentional relaxation to your life today. And this episode was totally not sponsored by Kit Kats, just FYI. And that brings us to the third and possibly most important aspect of Hugo. Connections. You see, the common misunderstanding is that Hugo is about how to set up a cozy home. But Hugo isn't just a decoration style or a quote-unquote lifestyle. It's an experience. Because it's great enjoying a quiet, peaceful, cozy moment on your own, but Hugo is also about sharing that experience with the people you love. There's something very special about feeling relaxed around the people you care for. When you can let your guard down and enjoy your simple pleasures without feeling judged. Because it's in that safe, open space that people can really connect. You get to talk about the things that make you happy, the things that make you feel safe, and the things that comfort you. So once you've built your cozy atmosphere and figured out what simple pleasures help you relax, then it's time to bring people into that space so you can enjoy it together. Mike Viking talks a lot about nostalgia in his book. There's a specific kind of psychological coziness in talking about happy, wonderful memories. Talking about funny stories or interesting experiences, going over old photos, or reminiscing shenanigans that you got up to with your friends are a great way to celebrate your connections, both past and present. The best part of Hugo is that it's a very present, mindful state. You're intentionally indulging in your five senses being pampered with warm light and delicious foods. You get to feel grateful for having a moment of time to intentionally relax and have wonderful people in your life that you can enjoy it with. So put your phone away, put aside dramas and controversial opinions and all your conspiracy theories. Share chocolate biscuits and a warm drink instead of moping and complaining. Just be present and enjoy the fact that you made a conscious choice to surround yourself with cozy things and cozy people. Because one of the most wonderful experiences in life is realizing that you are surrounded by people that care about you, make you feel safe, and that you can really connect with. People who you can be a true self around, and instead of feeling judged, you feel accepted and cherished. There is no greater happiness in life than finding true, meaningful connection, and being mindful and grateful for it. I mean, what's cozier than that? So that covers a lot about what Hugo involves. Atmosphere, indulgence, and connection. So how do we put it all together to make our lives happier? Well, first things first. Remember that you don't need an elaborate setup or routine to achieve Hugo. Yes, it's nice having some candles or tea that you particularly enjoy, but they're not necessary per se. The atmosphere is simply there to aid you in feeling Hugo, not a prerequisite. So if you can't afford fancy lamps and super soft cashmere blankets, you could just light some cheap candles or find fairy lights or dig up your old blankie and they'll do just fine. As long as it makes you feel happy and you're not harming anyone, do whatever the hell you want. I mean, that's my life philosophy anyway. So now that you've learned what Hugo involves, 
try to identify what makes you feel Hugo in your own life. Do you have a spot in your house that you always go to when you're feeling down or need a bit of recharge time? Do you have a comfort food or scent? Who are the people you want to surround yourself with when you want to feel safe and relaxed? If you can recognize these, then you can start intentionally indulging in them more. Make an effort to message your friend for a catch-up over tea or a walk in a quiet forest. Get in the habit of taking 5 minutes every day to sit in your favorite relaxing spot and just zone out with no distractions. Or intentionally having a silent cuddle for 5 minutes with your partner before you go to sleep. Hugo, like every other good thing in life, is like a muscle that you can train. The more you practice it, the easier and more naturally it will come to you. You can also enjoy Hugo in various shapes and forms. I mentioned that connection is important, but you can still enjoy a Hugo moment on your own. I mean, connecting with your inner self is a very important thing. It might involve soothing your inner child that everything's going to be okay and that you're doing well and totally deserve a bit of a break. You might even enjoy the company of others in total silence, like each of you reading your own book in the same room. A friend of mine always says that she feels most connected to her partner when they can share a silence together comfortably. I think that's very Hugo-y. The moral of the story is that there is no one true answer to Hugo. It's not a manual to follow, but something you have to live through and practice so that you can find what brings Hugo in your own life. But it certainly helps getting tips and tricks from other people. So don't be afraid to talk to other people about what makes them feel cozy and connected and Hugo. I also strongly recommend the book The Little Book of Hugo by Mike Biking, because it's a great introduction to the concept. Alright, so what did we learn today? We learned that Hugo is the feeling of intentionally indulging and relaxing with the people you love, and being consciously cozy. Oh, damn, I love a good alliteration. We learned that you can help making a Hugo-ly atmosphere with warm lighting, pleasant scents, soft and fuzzy furniture and cloth, delicious foods and hot drinks. We learned about the joys of intentionally indulging in your simple pleasures, the importance of letting yourself take a break and being kind to yourself. We learned that true Hugo involves connecting with the people around you, and how wonderful it is to cherish and cultivate the good connections in your life. Lastly, we learned how to incorporate Hugo into our lives in both simple and elaborate ways. So, what brings you Hugo? Whatever it is, go out there and enjoy the hell out of it. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Explain This. Hope you've learned something interesting and maybe even useful today. Feel free to send us photos of your Hugo spots, or Hugo Krog as the Danes might say, even if it's just to brag. Hope you have a Hugo-ly day. Explain This was written and hosted by me, Jen Kim. If you'd like to suggest a topic or just send a lovely message, you can email me at explainthiscast at gmail.com or follow me on Facebook or Twitter 